ho, people. Welcome to the Stew Pod, Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz, and Chris Wick is not here. So it, it comes down to me, so I, I gotta start off with this, since uh, I am the one bad news ramen. And I'm so excited to be here because, you know, if some higher-ups in Yahoo uh, actually listen to this, they're like, man, this guy's pretty good. We should put him on the payroll. So let me start with this right now. I'm going to go, mean, woo, <laughs> my gosh, by God, it's going to get hot tonight, daddy. You ready to talk some baseball? See, you're all pumped up. Bad news ramen in the house. Hey, man, so uh, I part of me thought that because it's Christmas week, I should do something like like Christmas and Hollis for the for the intro song, but I didn't do that. Because one, I feel like, you know, it's probably too obvious. But two, when we talked about doing the podcast, you texted me some audio two things. So I thought maybe doing oh, top yeah. villain would be great. So Top Villain. Um, and that's and it, uh, yeah. you know, you have me and you, so it's definitely top villain. <laughs> and and I remember when we used to be in a in college and stuff, you just walk around. We we had you used to I mean your your dad put me through college because he bought me lunch all the time. He did. And I remember we we had walked to uh, Peanuts and uh, you, you'd always be rapping audio too. You know, you start walking around saying milk is chilling and, and then stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, come on, man. That's that's enough of that. Dude. What, what it, it, that song has time, but it, what, what I, I've, I the, the more I've listened to it, good song. The the, the better it is, yeah. It's a good song. Is, isn't it nice to like talk about music and the guy actually knows what he's talking about? Oh, <laughs> let's not bag on Chris too much. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to bag on. We can we we, we got to average like one Chris joke every every ten minutes, maybe. That, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah. We can't. Well, I mean, the, here's the thing. Like he 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 threw you a hanging curveball. See, every hanging curveball you're going to throw to me today, I'm going to hit out of the park. And I'm I'm going to call you out because he threw you a hanging curveball uh, last week when it was your important question segment, and uh, you asked him like what what like seasonal food for Christmas is there? And he says sugar cookie. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, that, that was like perfect for Dylon, right? Sugar cookie, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like name the top five rappers, Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> I'm a rapper. I'm not a sugar cookie. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, baseball this week, we, you know, baseball's slow right now. They, they generally kind of slow down a little bit for the week of Christmas. They're um, what, what seemed like maybe the, the big signing of the week happened today, this morning. Uh, Mike Leake agreed to go to the Cardinals, $80 million deal over five years with an option for a sixth year. Um, it's, you know, on the surface, it, it seems like a lot of money, but, I mean, you also have to consider that's how much pitchers get paid nowadays. Mike Leake isn't a stud. I mean, he's, you know, probably a good place for him in the in the sense that he's probably not going to be expected to be more than, like, a number three starter for a long time. And, and you know, not like he's going somewhere where they expect him to be, you know, some stud. Um, but... When I think of Mike Leake, I think of when he got caught stealing those shirts, like like I think four years ago now. I don't know if you know the story, but yeah, he, I know the story. He, it was like I don't know, man. So Mike Leake, I've reached the point in in my Mike Leake career, I guess that like he could go out and win the Cy Young for the next five years. He could, you know, throw eight no hitters, whatever. And I'm still gonna be like, hey, remember that time he tried to steal those shirts? Well, not only that, but when. Uh... When, if if and when the Cardinals win another divisional championship and uh, they get the T-shirts and you're kind of wondering <laughs> like okay did, did he steal those T-shirts? Here's the thing like he went to Macy's that was in Macy's yeah Macy's. and I think it was like fifty dollars worth of T-shirts so yeah, yeah. here's the thing like I mean, fifty dollars worth of T-shirts at Macy's that's like one T-shirt right so I mean he probably got like two or three and he got those on sale so not only did he allegedly steal those t-shirts but he found the ones on sale like if you're gonna steal a t-shirt right i mean like get the top of the line t-shirt i still don't know how there's like 50 bucks uh for a t-shirt unless it's a japanese wrestling uh nakamura t-shirt that uh i'm hoping you're gonna get me for christmas <laughs> but um you know the, the mike leak deal it's, it's a good deal i mean 
I think it's actually a really good deal. Like what five years for eighty million dollars? It's it's not it's that's what he's pretty much worth. The only thing that I'm, I'm kind of questioning is that uh, he has like a, a, a like a lockdown no trade clause, and it's like. Why are you going to give the guy a no trade clause? You're already giving him like a great deal for eighty million bucks. But this guy actually has like the audacity to say like, "Hey, don't I? I you know, I want a no trade clause." So that's that's only you know kind of the kink in the armor I think with well, this deal that that's going on. Well, see this. So this is the thing. I'm I'm gonna bring it back. He his whole defense when he did the t-shirt thing was that he went back into the store and tried to exchange the shirts. Right, no, 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 no trade clause, right? But but what <laughs> but what he did was he just went and like put them like put them back on the rack and picked some new ones and then just walked out. Well, because he thought he had a no trade clause, right? So that's to, why he has yeah. to get the no trade clause because he's like, man, I learned my lesson the first time. Like like I need I need to batten down these rules. I need to understand the rules because I didn't know that I couldn't just walk into the store and just lay down my old stuff and pick up my new stuff. So so, so now he has like maybe this anxiety of of you know getting getting traded in. Now, now, I know you. I know you wanted to bag on Mike Leak, you know, and even kind of talk like, well, I don't know if the if the you know it's, it's a decent deal or whatever. Here's here's the problem. Like, you ever try to go into a Macy's and like actually like try to find someone that can help you? I mean, I think what happened was that Mike Leak wanted to exchange it. Uh, he was late for the team bus, you know, to for Cincinnati because you know Cincinnati can't afford a team plane, so that he has a team bus. So he's he's trying to catch, you know, he's trying to hurry up and get into Macy's. He thinks he's going to do a fast exchange. There's nobody in Macy's to help you out unless like you're dressed up really nice and stuff. And I I went shopping there yesterday, and I was I was trying to find some pajamas. My my daughter wanted to buy some pajamas for someone, and uh, there was no one to ask where the pajamas are. And I mean, I knew where the kind of where the pajamas were, but I want her to learn like, hey, you got to go up to someone and ask them like where stuff is because you got to start taking care of yourself. This that and this. So in, in Mike Leake's defense, he's never had a dad like me that would make him actually like go up and ask someone. So that's probably a fault of him. Not, but at the not, same time, not, not many of us have a dad like you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody's lucky enough. But though, I, I am, I am totally in Mike Leake's corner. I mean, I think he truly wanted to exchange those T-shirts. He couldn't find anybody to help him. If I can't find anybody to help me on on Christmas when that when they hire any geek off the street to work at Macy's, if this is like during during an off season and stuff, uh, Mike Leak is he's not at fault. I think they should look at it again, and I think he should be exonerated from stealing uh, four 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 t shirts, you know, on for twenty five percent off. Mike Leak is going to listen to this podcast, and he's going to hire you as his personal shopper, so you can well, go and I, I'm I'm expensive though, dude. I mean, I mean, it my it, it costs to, to hire me. I mean, because I, I got. You know, for for me to go shopping for myself, uh, it takes me probably like I have like three days of prep work even before I'm gonna like purchase anything. Like it, for me to like find a shirt or even like a nice shirt, it takes me like three days because it's like, well, you know, I'm gonna have this shirt and I'm probably gonna wear it like 500 times because I don't have a lot of money. So uh, I, I'm I'm not good for that that line. Point of being, he's not gonna have to worry about exchanging shirts no more. He gets treated as night, just go buy a new one. Don't well, worry I, I'd, I'd make you got eighty million dollars, man. I, I, I'd go, I'd go with, I'd go with him to Macy's, and and uh, I'd make sure that he goes, he talks to someone that. <laughs> right, just, she's like, yeah. Here, here's where you go, Mike. Just go talk, yeah. go talk to her. Right I, I, I'd smack him around a little bit, you know, just smack him in the back of the say, There's that lady over there. Go talk to her. So, so I know you want to talk about Wade Boggs. Uh, Red Sox finally announced they're going to retire his number, which it, it's sort of a funky story. And I'll let you kind of get into what you want to talk about before us. I don't want to over overlap you, but. Um, it long time coming. I mean, almost a surprise thing. You're like, wow, they didn't, they haven't retired his number yet. I mean, he's in the hall of fame. Uh, the Rays had retired his number, but, uh, they just finally announced they're going to do it this week. Well, Wade's a dork. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. I mean, the guy's an idiot. I mean, the, here's the Wade, Wade, Wade 
is the president of his own fan club. And I'm not going to talk about his mustache rides and anything like that that came out like during like 1987 or 86 when he had a monster year and, and great hitter all around, right? Great contact hitter, great third baseman. That's great. But here's the problem I have with Wade Boggs is that uh, Wade Boggs, um, rightfully so, he, he said that he was um, – a best friend of uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. And if nobody knows who Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning is, he was one of the best wrestlers of all time in the eighties. He uh, passed away, but he basically said that, and, and this is true. I mean, this is all accounted for, but, um, Kurt like saved his life during a hunt, during a hunting trip. And if, if you guys wanted to kind of know it, like buy Kurt Henning's DVD and it'll go, the pr- proceeds will go to some of his family for royalties and stuff. But, uh, there was a wrestling faction way back when called, uh, the NWO. Never, heard, know of the, Never heard of him. Well, you know the end of you. I know. Yeah. It was like Hulk Hogan and, and I know. Uh, Scott Hall. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying for the people that don't okay. know. I mean, right, right. like Swick right now, Chris Swick is going like, what's the NWO? And then, and then he, you know, and it's filed away. He's like, okay, I have to look up NWO. I have to look up Aesop Rocky. So these are, so I'm, I'm helping them out a little bit here. Um, but they had, they had this other, they had this other faction. So it, the NWO got so big that uh, they had a, another faction that started fighting this faction. So you had the NWO black and white and you had the NWO Wolfpack. Well, the wolf pack had this finger sign. So basically what you do is you take your uh, middle finger and your ring finger and you touch it to your thumb. And then you, it's kind of like your, it's kind of like the hook em horns for Texas, but it's like a, a wolf pack sign instead. And they used and, to do it for a while. Giambi, the Giambi yeah. RAs, they used to do it. Yeah. And cause he used to walk up to the wolf pack theme song, yeah. but Wade Boggs tried to say that he's the one that created that wolf pack sign for the NWO. <laughs> and, and, and I've done the research and there's no way, I mean, there's no way that Wade Boggs came up with the nwo wolf pack sign so that's the problem that i have with wade boggs you can you can you can retire his number all you want uh, he's you know he's won a couple world series with the yankees or whatever but if you ever come at me with that jazz saying that you came up with the nwo wolf pack sign i'm going to take that bat that has your name on it and, and i'm going to it's there's going to be a permanent tattoo on your forehead after i hit you over the head with it so that's the problem i have with wade boggs wade, wade boggs was uh, one of my grandma's favorite players when i when i first got into baseball my grandma and i used to collect baseball cards and wade boggs was, wade boggs and don Mattingly were like two of her favorite players well, so how, before, can, how can you have player. how can you have wade boggs and don Mattingly? i mean here I, i'm going to i'm going to let you guys on a little secret I, i've always kind of come across this as like this big yankees fan but uh, my parents divorced when i was like probably like 6 months old or whatever like that so and i never watched baseball until i was probably about 10 or 12 and the first two team that I gravitated toward was uh, was the Boston Red Sox because you, you had like Mike Greenwell, uh, you had uh, that one dude with the mustache. He was a really good hitter, Dwight Evans. Oh yeah, Dwight uh, Evans. Wade Jim Boggs. Rice. You got Jim Rice. Uh, Jim Rice was a little bit after. I think oh, he was okay. gone by All then. Right. But Jody Reed. I mean, I remember Jody Reed, right? Ellis Burks. Ellis Burks. Uh, yeah. So okay. so I I mean they were there. You know, of course you had Roger Clemens there as well. So they're loaded from top to bottom. So I actually liked Wade Boggs a lot. Um, and then I, I got smart and I became a Yankees fan because my grandfather found out I was a Red Sox fan. So he came over and, you know, got that bat and hit me. You know, first of all, we had to go to Macy's. And he said, ask, ask them where the bats are. And then I asked him where the bats are. And then, and then he hit me over the head with it. And I had a Louisville Slugger tattoo on my forehead for a while. Um, and I used to like Wade Boggs until he, he tried to come out and say that he developed. Don't, don't come into my – don't step in my arena, okay? I mean, we wanted to bring up like Audio 2. I'm going to go gangster and go, don't step in my arena with, with wrestling, right? Don't even try to say that you created this Wolfpack sign uh, when, you, of course, you never did. And don't, don't try to claim any fame from, from guys running around a ring in their underwear. One of, one of my friends uh, has gone hunting with Wade Boggs in the past. Apparently, he's a crazy hunter. 
Oh, he's probably like yeah. crazy as meaning gets, good, right? Gets down, yeah, like he gets down on it, man. He like, gets down. He gets, gets down. down. He gets down that elk, man. <laughs> <laughs> like they would have like a, it was somewhere like somewhere crazy, like it was somewhere in Europe or something. They were in there, like Wade Boggs out there hunting with him. And, hey, man, good for you, Wade Boggs. Get your get your number retired, man. Because to me, it was just more that it just seemed kind of silly that their whole reasoning was he you their their parameters, I guess. So you have to play this, the team ten years and then you have to retire with the Red Sox and they had made um, exceptions for that rule in the past. Like Carlton Fisk, you know, didn't fit that, but they retired his number. And so it just kind of seemed weird that they hadn't retired Wade Boggs number. And it seemed weird that the Rays had, I mean, he played to the Rays for two years. Uh, so it just, it just didn't never, I don't know. It's not something that sit right. It just seemed like there was something else going on. And uh, I mean, as, as much as you want to have problems with Wade Boggs about pro wrestling, let's be real. He was a really good baseball player. Uh, deserves to have his, his number retired. And even even Brock Holt, who uh, wears it, that's one thing too. The, the Red Sox just handed it out to people for all these years, and Brock Holt has been wearing it the last few years. And he, you know, told Wade Boggs like, "Hey, you know, happy to happy to give it to you. You know, you deserve it." And um, so it just seems like a good ending to the whole story. The the NWO stuff aside. Well, yeah, uh, you, you can you can have that and put a nice little box. I'm still gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna have a problem with it. One because it's Wade Boggs, and two because it's the Red Sox, and I, I really don't care about either one. You you talked about wrestling a bunch, and that kind of gives me a nice transition into what I want to talk about for our uh, our next segment because it is Christmas week, and uh, I was thinking of of you know something we could talk about that's kind of Christmassy. All the while, I've also been working on some year in review stuff on Big Leagues too, because uh, you know it's just that time of the year for us. This week and next week, we're gonna have a number of you know posts that look back on on 2015 the way it was. But I know that you're you're a guy who uh, appreciates a good heel. And uh, I always appreciate a good conflict and, and, you know, understand the role of a bad guy. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about Star Wars later, so just keep that in mind. Um, I, I want to know, who are, the, who are the guys in baseball this year? And by guy, and, and not just an individual, individual per- person. I mean, it could be anybody. I want to keep it to the field of baseball, though. Who are the people who deserve coal in their stocking? Like, who, who, who this year will wake up on Christmas Day... And be like, nope, I'm not getting any presents. All I got in there is a is a lump of stock, lump of coal in my stocking. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna throw out the easy one because I have to. Okay. Papelbon. I mean, Papelbon. You know, Papelbon will will, will will take the lump of coal and then take it and throw it at like a picture of Bryce Harper and break it and and then just like. And then br- and then blame Bryce Harper for breaking <laughs> right, yeah Bryce Harper's fault yeah. for for his picture not running fast enough. So so to me, Papelbon is is the guy. You know. Is what I'm saying here. I don't, we, we, there's people who got in trouble for doing stuff off the field. I don't really want to talk about them because, you know, it's, it's a different thing. Let, let's talk about on the field baseball things that happen within the game. Um, so Jonathan Papelbon to me is 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 my number one guy who deserves lump of coal in his stocking this year. So let, let me spice this up a little bit because we're talking about like lumps of coal on a baseball podcast. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it's Christmas time in Hollis Queens. <laughs> Grandma's making collard greens. Um, the, the the guy that that I would want to to that I think deserves it is Zach Greinke. And you go like, well, why is Zach Greinke? Well, Greinke is like one of those guys where he, he'll he have like two or three bad years in a row, and then he has like a really solid year, and then they're like, oh, man, this guy is this is guy is going to be it, and then he falls apart again the next year. Um, I think Greinke's had like two pretty decent years. I'm still not on this guy's bandwagon yet, especially when he signs for all the money that he just signed for. Uh, I just think he's kind of a, a money pitcher where – when when his uh, paycheck is on the line, he he goes all crazy. But um, I think he's going to let a lot of people down, not because of his not not because of his contract, but he just 
he's at, he he can't put in if if he puts in three good years in a row, then okay, maybe maybe he'll set me up for the next year for the fourth year where he has a bad year. He's just I, I just don't see him as as a big money pitcher. Um and I don't see him as a two hundred plus million dollar guy, especially when you have better pitching options out there. I'm not sold on the guy. Uh he scares me every time he goes up to the mound and um I'm afraid that uh he might, you know, hurt his little pinky or something like that and be out for four or five months next year. To me, Yasiel Puig is a guy who, if you if you're talking about the threatening a kid to put a lump of stock in a lump of coal in his stocking, that's the second time I've said that. I need to get it together. A lump of stocking, yeah. <laughs> a lump of stocking in his coal. No, a lump of coal in his stocking. Like Yasiel Puig is is that kid that you're like, dude, if you don't get it together, you're gonna get some coal in your stocking. And I feel like I've almost been there a couple times with my four year old. I think I've had to bust it out on him, you know, twice this year. Like, dude, come on. That's Come not, on. That's not, that's not good, Dean. Come on. Um, like, you actually threaten them with like putting a, a lump of coal in the stocking? I mean, just, just say like, no, no. hey, hey Santa's going Santa's gonna to pass your butt up, dude. You, you keep on doing <laughs> what you're doing. Not only are you going to get smacked, but Santa ain't coming this year. No, I, I mean, I basically tell him like, yo, man, Santa's watching. You know, don't, yeah, that, that, you're, that, you're almost there. You're almost you're there. Almost don't there. mess up. Don't mess up. Only a couple more days. Like last night he was losing. I'm like, dude, a couple more days. A couple that, more that, days, that, bro. That's where I feel like Yasiel Puig's at. You're like, man, like, like come on. Like you're you're so good, you can do better than this. Why? And I'm not even talking about the off the field stuff. I'm talking about just, uh, I mean, off the field in terms of like you know that nightclub thing that happened. I'm talking about sort of like in the clubhouse, you know, causing problems. Um, just just his overall dive that happened this year, where he looked like you know so talented the last couple of years, enough that you're gonna look look past all the all the hijinks that come along with it. And then this year it was just like ah, Pui, get it together, man. Pui's one of those guys. Uh, He's one of those guys when you, uh, you know, you kind of look at like, you look at like kids today, right? And, and they don't, they, they haven't had to go through like things that mean you had to go through growing up. Like if we messed up, like we got beat up on the, we got beat up on the, on the schoolyard, right? I mean, now everything's so, everybody's so happy. Yeah, and like, we got taken hostage, you know, man. I mean, you know, I never you know, get taken hostage. Yeah, I know. But you know, you know what I mean? Like, like Puig is one of those guys where, where, you know, if say like, you know, someone's saying like, oh, like my little brother does this and hey, you, you got to take that kid and smack him in the back of his head. That's what Pete <laughs> needs to do. I mean, someone needs just kind of needs to walk by and smack him in the back of the head. I, I, I kind of like I would volunteer Magic Johnson to do it. Just have him walk by and smack him in the back of the head just because Magic Johnson has, has big hands. And, and, and if, if they caught him on camera, Magic Johnson could talk his way out of it. Well, within the talk- context of this conversation, we're not talking about head smacks. We're talking about Cole. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just saying though. I mean, that, that's why I'm saying like that's why Puig deserves it because he just yeah. You just need to hit him a couple times. The, the guy, if you want to talk about Cole, the other guy that that needs that is Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels sucks, dude. Oh, and you, every you hate every on Cole year, Hamels, every, man. he just. I mean, what what was his ERA last year? What was he like a sub three ERA or something like that? And everybody just like he he'll have like a good like four or five starts, and everybody goes like, oh, you know, Cole Hamels is he's trade bait, this that and this, and they give up the moon for Cole Hamels, and when he gets traded, he doesn't do anything. Cole Hamels is is, Cole, this is and this has been Cole Hamels for the past. Cole Hamels, come on, dude. I mean, what has Cole Hamels done? I mean, he, what he had maybe like one one game where he had eight strikeouts, but he let like twenty five no, guys on no base. hitter last year. Oh, and how many people did he allow on base? <laughs> like what, fifteen? Yeah, good good job there, Cole. I mean, come on, dude. He Cole did have Hamels, a, his ERA last year was three point six five. There we go. Yeah, and so 
everybody jumps through the moon for Cole Hamels, but he's not a good pitcher. I mean, he's a 3.65 pitcher. I mean, Dave Rigetti threw it through a Dave Rigetti. You love to talk a, about Dave Rigetti too. Well, I'm just saying he he threw he threw a he threw a no hitter. Let's see who else. AJ Burnett threw a no hitter, right? People don't go start dancing in the street for AJ Burnett when he has like <laughs> two good starts. And AJ Burnett last year had a better year than Cole Hamels did. Oh, this this is from the the conversation we had about would you rather throw a no hitter or be rookie of the year? That's that's what the Dave Rigetti thing comes from. Remember that? Yeah, remember that? yeah, yeah I, I do. Yeah. I do okay. remember that. Okay, and, and that's why I'm not getting coal in my stock in this year, dude. But Cole, Cole <laughs> Hamels, he he sucks. Dude. I I I feel like to me the ultimate person, and uh, I mean, I guess I already said Papelbon is, is probably the, the the main guy. But um, from a from a like team architect standpoint, AJ Preller and what happened with the Padres this year, like like this guy has shown a. a an ability to be bold and, and make a lot of moves, but man, it did not work for him. Like it was, it was all bad this year. He, and, he was like, he's, he's like the, he's like a, you know what? I think he approached the, the Padres as like a fancy baseball team where like you throw out all these big names, you get all these guys. And then after, after your fancy baseball draft, you go to like one of your friends, like, Hey man, I got this guy. Hey, I got this guy. Oh, Hey, if this guy turns it around, man. My team's going to be tight this year. <laughs> and then about like a, a third, in, uh, like three weeks into the season, you're like, man, this team sucks. And then, so yeah, and then the, now he's trading them all for like trying to, trying to get back all the prospects they traded. I mean, it was just, it was just a bad year for, for AJ Preller, man. Like Santa, Santa's looking at that list like, yo, AJ, man, I, I don't got anything good for you. Cause if I bring you something good for Christmas, you're just going to trade it. For for something that's not going to work out, it's not like you made good with your trades, man. You did some like, bad trades. Like who would he, who would he trade for? He'd probably trade for. Uh, I'm trying to think of some some has been outfielder that he would trade for, and I can't maybe maybe like he, he would he would he would make a deal so he could have like Glenn Allen Hill be like his his hitting coach. So he would do <laughs> he would do something like that, right? I mean, and, and that's just get, like he would get a PS4 from Santa. He would trade it for a Sega CD. A uh, that that new Nintendo that nobody plays. The what is it? The Wii. The Wii, the Wii U. U. I, the I have Wii a Wii U, U in my house. I mean, don't don't <laughs> and, I, mean, uh, I, I, got, I got two girls. Why are you knocking it for, dude? Hey man, I, you know I'm just saying. Like, no, no, you know. I, I should I should take that Wii U and I, and I should trade it. I, I, I my girls like went over to like an Xbox 360 or, or I don't even what it was, Of course it was, like, they did. A, of course they did. It's like an Xbox One yes. or whatever it's called. Xbox One, yeah. Yeah, so they, they went over there and looked at it. I was like, dude, I'm like, God, I, mean, I can't I can't afford this thing. I mean, and the whole thing is that I'm afraid to get it because then I'll start playing it. And, like, I have a TV in my daughter's room where, where all her stuff is. And she'll be waking up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm, like, playing I'm playing something online and stuff. So I, I can't I can't have that in my life anymore. anyway. That, that, Sega, that's, Sega not, that's not me now. Sega CD, a Wii U, and, like, and like 10 iPhone games. That, that, yeah, that's what you trade a PS4 for. Well, this, the iPhone games are pretty good, though. Dane. Depends. I'm not saying they're good iPhone games. They're like they're like mid-level iPhone games. They're like one of them could be one of them could be Angry Birds one day, but probably not. Yeah, Angry Birds, Angry Birds, Star Wars, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll so probably not probably not going to take off because like because like iPhone iPhone video games are kind of like baseball prospects in the sense that like everyone everyone is trying to make like that next Angry Birds. But there's a whole lot of non-Angry Birds out there. You know, there's a whole lot of clunkers of games, and yeah. it's kind of the same as baseball prospects. So is is there a is there a baseball prospect we we need to we need to throw in the Chris Bryant? Can I put Chris Bryant now? No, Chris Bryant is good. He took <laughs> that guy's rookie. That guy sucks. Dude. Come on, now you're just being a contrarian. <laughs> no, I think Chris Bryant really does suck. But no, go ahead. J- Jason Jason Hayward. Jason, how, Jason Hayward. He definitely deserves a lump of coal because oh. he he's he gets a six figure salary. He's never lived up to his potential, and then when he leaves, he actually like talks trash. And then he he goes to Aston Russell like, hey Aston Russell, I, I want my number, dude. And Aston Russell's like, dude, you're Aston Russell, man. And like, you sh- you've done more in your your first two years of playing baseball than Jason Hayward's done his his whole career. And you're gonna give him his number. That guy deserves a lump of coal. You are something else, man. 
I'm just telling you, dude. I mean, Cubs, hey, Cubs hey, fans listening to this are going to be like, first Chris Bryant and now Jason Hackett. <laughs> See, that's what I'm Jeez. saying. I, I, I'm, I'm dogging the Cubs, dude. We're all for the Cardinals, man. You know, I'm, I'm a big Cardinals guy. Matt, Matt Carpenter, you're number one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let's move out of this. Let's talk about some other fun stuff. Again, because baseball is not the, the best topic in the world right now. I mean, we'll, I'll fully admit that. There's a lot of other cool stuff happening. Um Number one on everybody's mind, except for my wife, who hates it, Star Wars. I mean, we had you on the podcast last week, Bad News Ramen. We talked a lot about Star Wars on there, and uh, you saw the movie. I texted you right after I saw the movie. You did not respond, so I, I, didn't, I, I took didn't that as a... Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I didn't uh, see it, man. I felt disrespected by that, but uh, I know you saw I, the I movie. Didn't, I didn't see it. What, what'd you text? told you, uh, whatever, man. Not a big deal. It, I, okay. I didn't see it. I, I, some, <laughs> if, sometimes, sometimes my, my my phone doesn't send text through. So if if, uh, if you guys want a spoiler filled podcast uh, of of Star go Wars somewhere stuff, else, yeah, we're not gonna do that. But Grandstanding, our friends at Grandstanding, Kevin K Duck, Jay Busby, uh, they did a they did a nice nice thing going through it, it, kind of deeper into some of the Star Wars stuff, full of spoilers. And, and happy birthday to Kevin K Duck because it's his birthday today. Um, and so they, go they, listen did, to that. they didn't they didn't ask me. I mean, did. Do you, I mean, I thought you were going to like, you know, pimp me around and, and say, hey, like this guy's available for a podcast and you have like a picture of me and stuff. They didn't include me on your Star Wars <laughs> You're going to make you a, uh, you're going to make you like a, a press kit? Make a press kit. Like, a little, little picture. With a thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, it worked. So yeah. Available for so, interviews. So yeah, I'm available for interviews. I'm available for fast voiceover work. If you want something <laughs> that nobody can understand, I'm your guy, dude. Um, <laughs> so I've already seen that movie twice and uh, I was kind of. Walking out of the movie theater the first time I saw it, I was kind of in a state of shock. Not because of what happened, but um, there was nothing. There was there was nothing wrong with the movie. I mean, usually, like every movie has something that you have to deal with, right? I mean, Star Wars. He kind of had a little bit too much of C three PO, and and he he's kind of annoying after a while. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Um, there were some slow parts in there. And Return of the Jedi, you kind of have the Ewoks, and and then of course Phantom Menace, you have Jar Jar Binks, and Jar Jar Binks is throughout, and then you have to deal with Anakin Skywalker's bad acting, uh, Hayden Christensen's bad acting for the for the next two uh, installments, and I'm and I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm going, I don't know what to do because everything works, and I have no gripes about anything. I mean, everything everything was good. I mean, it, it was kind of it's it's a lot like Star Wars, but in a good way. Isn't that? I mean, that's kind of what we want, anyways, right? We want kind yeah. of like a, a, a reboot of that. I'm, I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on anybody who's upset that it's too much like the old Star Wars movies. Like, like you want, you want them to be like the Star Wars, old Star Wars movies, and then they make that, then you're like, ah, oh, it's too much like the old Star Wars movies. Like, come on, get over it. Um, the only, I only have two things that that they, they were me like uh, that I didn't really love, um, but they were so nitpicky, and I can't really talk about them because they're spoilers. But so nitpicky that. If, if I saw J.J. Abrams and I was like, hey, man, you know, I love Star Wars, but I didn't really like this and this, like, he would laugh at me and spit in my face and be like, shut up, you're being way too nitpicky. Like, you're... I, I, don't, I don't think he would. I, I think, because I think everybody's already done that already, right? I mean, but, I mean you know what I'm like saying? Like, they're, not, they're not at all, like, big things that, that matter at all. Like, they were, you know, like, if, if those are the only things I find wrong with it, then, like, I feel like he did a great job. And um, they're all, like, super duper, like, tiny things. All the, all the, big, all the big plot points... Um, you know where it's going. I feel like they did a good job of of telling a story that that can last for um, three movies that you know immediately get you hype. Like I, when it was over, I was ready. I was ready for that Netflix screen that comes up. Like, all right, man, episode eight starts in ten seconds. <laughs> I'm like, yep, not going nowhere. But of course, we don't live in that world. Um, uh, 
I thought what he did, you know, there, there's a lot of questions unanswered and, and you're, you're kind of, it, it kind of has the feel of when Empire Strikes Back uh, ended and when uh, Darth Vader dropped the bomb that uh, he was Luke Skywalker's father. And, Spoilers. And, and, spoilers. Yeah, and, well, no, 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 yeah. this is Empire Strikes Back. No, I'm so. just saying, like, if you, did, if you didn't know that one, big spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah, big, hey, if you haven't been alive for 30 years, here we go. Um, but there's there's enough questions for the kind of the main characters where you're where you're kind of okay who's this person who's that person you can kind of theorize on it and uh, it's it's good kind of water cooler fodder and uh, I was kind of hesitant when I saw the trailers because they they had two people you know you, you had a cast of you had a, a female lead and then you had a Boyega whatever that guy's name is and and I thought these two were going to fall flat I, I just thought they were going to kind of be some Aiden really weak basically. What's that? I mean, you thought they were going to be like Aiden Christensen, like somebody you don't know who's going to come yeah, well, the flop. Well, I mean, the whole thing is, is Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars made a name for itself when it first came out, had having a bunch of no name actors, mm-hmm. and they really, you know, and that that's what I thought. That's what I liked about Star Wars, and I, what I didn't like so much about the prequels was that all of a sudden you had these big name guys, right? You know, all, you know, you had a, uh, you know, you had Mace Windu and and uh, Samuel Jackson. You had a. Uh, What's Ewan, his name? Ewan uh, McGregor. Liam, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. So you had these big name guys, and it seems like people were, were there Yoda. to like make. Yeah, you're. Yoda. Yeah, I mean, Yoda's such a. He's, <laughs> he's, he's such a, famous, man. He's such a he's such a whore for fame, dude. I mean, <laughs> but but the whole thing is 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 it, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like you know grassroots that Star Wars felt like. This one really felt grassroots. It was like people you didn't know about, and then halfway through the movie, the the uh, Ren, you're kind. Of, I'm kind of looking like, man, she's pretty hot, dude. You know, I mean, and I wasn't. I was I was pleasantly surprised that that there was like a good looking girl, and she wasn't annoying uh, during the whole thing. And then uh, the, the guy that plays Finn, uh, kind of another thing too, right? I mean, it's it's hard, kind of. An, I, I don't know if I'm crossing the line here, but I think it's it's hard sometimes for black actors to be like a lead right because he, he has a ton of pressure on him to to succeed and and there's been a lot of kind of criticism with star wars you know saying that there's not enough minorities in star wars so finn to a small part i think there's a small part of people that said well you know the only reason why this guy's cast is because he's black and and, and they need to you know they need to have more minorities in the star wars universe there's that, that kind of um talk that did happen but I mean, the whole thing is I'm looking at this guy, and I don't look at him as a race. I mean, I'm looking at his character. He was a very fun character to watch. Um, he wasn't annoying as he wasn't annoying at all. And, and it's kind of funny when you're watching a Star Wars movie and you're going like, "Well, am I annoyed right now?" And the whole thing is I wasn't. And I'm walking out of this movie theater going like, "This is pretty much everything that I ever wanted." I mean, there there was some kind of slow parts here and there. There was some scenes that I felt that could be taken away, but for the most part, it was it was just plot. It was just plot. It was just plot. Uh, they had their big kind of, they had their big kind of finale and then there's, then, then they have a second, you know, then they have the scene after it. And, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know what to say. I saw, I saw it twice. And I think the, the main thing is I saw it with my oldest daughter the second time. And then the, I think the next day she's like, you know, I want to see it again. So I think that's kind of the true test. If I want to see it a third time, if my d- daughter, that's a preteen wants to see it a second time, I think the job's been done. I'll piggyback on what you said about the new, the new actors, but also, and say that, Helping them, I thought that they did it, the, the scripts and the, the writers did a really good job of making us instantly care about these people. Because, uh, you know, that's a big part of the job, too. Like, like immediately, even even Poe, who you didn't talk about that guy, Poe. I don't, I don't know who plays him. I'm sorry. But, um, like, you know, he has that, that he's in there just in the beginning, like the very first scene. And, like, he's in, like, within, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, you're like, oh, I like this guy. Like, yeah. you know, immediately. And, and the same thing with... with um, you know, like Ray and, and, and Finn and, I mean, even BB-8. Everybody knew we were all going to like BB-8. But even right away, you're like, oh, yeah, all these, I like all these people. 
and there, there wasn't a, a you know build up to where you have to decide do I do I like these characters and and that's just not the job of the actor it's also the job of, of the people making the script so I thought that and then the the complimenting part of that I thought that um, Harrison Ford did a great job like he I, I was scared we were gonna see kind of old Han Solo you know like on his like not even you know able to be Han Solo anymore like sort of you know the the oldies version but to me like he came on and like yo that's Han Solo man like he he came correct. Yeah, he, he was Han Solo without him trying to be Han Solo, right? Yeah. I mean, he just kind of jumped back into the role. Yeah. And I, and I, the same thing, it's like in the movie, he kind of helps helps along these two characters. And then in actual reality, he helped these, he helped these two actors as well really kind of get into their own. Yeah, if um, it was just them, like I feel like maybe they would, it wouldn't have been as successful. But since they had, you know, since Han Solo was there, I think it really kind of like helped. You know? Well, Chewbacca, Chewbacca was amazing. Dude. Yeah, I mean, Chewbacca, Chewbacca was the man, right? I mean, yeah. that that, that yeah. one that one scene where he's just talking for like fifteen minutes and everybody <laughs> like clapping. <laughs> no, uh, big soliloquy. But, but here, here's my beef: is that everybody by now knows that Luke Skywalker is missing, right? Yeah, and uh, that's not I'll, a big spoiler, guys. Yeah, and, and and I'll say I'll say there, there's something that happened and it didn't go Luke Skywalker's way, so he he tucktailed and run. I don't know. I don't know why we're cheering for these Jedi. I mean, if you look at every like major event that the Jedi have had, where something bad happens, they turn around and run away. I mean, you, need, you mean to tell me that Obi Wan and Yoda couldn't team up and like kind of restore, or try to restore order to um, the galaxy? I mean, they had the rebellion. And they're just kind of ha- hiding out, not doing anything because something went. You know, they something went wrong. They they stubbed their little toe. They got their little feelings hurt, so they took their ball and went home. I mean, here you go I'm, with your heel talk again, man. What's that? Here you go with your heel talk. Well, I'm just, I'm just sense, telling you, it's, it's, anger like, and it's, like, it's like, it's like Luke, I mean, like, come on, dude. I mean, so something goes wrong, right? Something goes wrong and you're going to hide. You're going to hide for like 20, 30 years. Your, your, your sister, your sister's, your sister's like struggling over here. Your best friend, Han Solo, who saved you like three, four times in his life. You can't even extend a hand to, to help this guy out with, with his struggle. I mean, you know, he, they have to go, go back and do things that, that they don't want to do because Luke decided to, you know, to to suck his thumb and, and run away somewhere. So, and you kind of have the same thing with Yoda, right? You have like the, you have the most powerful Jedi in, in the flipping galaxy, right? And like, he can like wink and like a, a star can explode and he runs away and he doesn't help anybody either. And when I'm supposed to cheer for this guy, it's just like, I, I've, it, it just, it, it shakes me to the core. Cause I'm, I'm a huge Jedi guy, right? Like, like, Oh, uh, when I was like five years old, I want to be a Jedi. I want to be a Jedi. And it's like, well, yeah, I want to be a Jedi. So when something goes on, I just turn around, tuck tail and run. And that, that's, that's the only problem I have. It's like, you know, Luke, be a man, dude. Man, man up, man. Oh man, you went you went pretty hard there on on Luke and the Jedi, which I'm kind of surprised by, honestly. Like, but you know, I know that's in your character. I know, I know you have to speak the hard truths. The hard truths, yeah. The that, hard that, truth. that, that's my character. You speak so, hard truths. So. <laughs> you want to talk about Steve Harvey, man? So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you oh, leave us into that one. That, 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 that was that was something that came off of your came out of your mouth. Well. You know, Steve Harvey. Uh, <laughs> I just feel bad for the guy. I, it, of course, it's a story with the. Well, there, there's this another universe, story here. Yeah. It's, it's not so much what Steve Harvey did. It, there, there's a lot of. I always look at like the the other circumstances that have happened with this story. Uh, you know, he he had to come out and because he misread that he said Miss Columbia um, won, and then I didn't know what was going on, and then I heard about it on on a sports radio show, and uh, so I, I watched the video and stuff, and I was like, okay. You know, just the way Steve Harvey comes out, man. He's, he's just like, come, just just like his whole like demeanor, like he's all hunched over and he's all, 
He's all, listen, y'all. He's like, I'm going to get a handle on this. I'm like, okay, dude. I'm like, you made a mistake. No big deal. You're Steve Harvey, right? But here, here's the here's the thing that I, that I really started looking at was that they had a video of Miss Columbia, and she's being all graceful and saying, like, you know, thank you, thank you, everybody. And then when I watched, listened to her talk, I was like, you know what? Sophia Ver... Ver- Sophia Vergara is that is that I think it's yeah yeah, yeah Sophia Vergara isn't faking her accent I mean they actually have that type of accent because <laughs> I'm sitting there like dude I'm like she doesn't really talk that way and they're like oh you know you know that's the way she really talks I'm like man it's all a flipping act and then when uh when Miss Columbia starts talking it's uh I was like all right okay you know what so I, I thank Miss Columbia because now it's like now I can fully like like support Sophia Vergara I mean she's nice to look at you know she's funny and and now I don't feel like she's being a being a fake so I, I thank her for that. The other thing I want to talk about, and I say I don't want you to talk to, that much about Harvey because I can bag on him, but it, there's there's no there's no fun in that. Any any geek on the street can do that, right? That's Here, twice. That's twice you use geek on the street. Well, there's a lot of got to be on handy the with the steel. You know what I mean? Earn your keep. <laughs> well, I, well, I, let's talk about the Macy's per- person pretty soon. I mean, I'm, I mean, you're going to go to Macy's pretty soon. Um, but here here's the deal, right? Now, Miss America or Miss USA. She's an attractive lady, okay? Because that's the whole thing is like when when they say when they say like oh Miss Columbia is the runner up, they show uh, Miss Philippines and they show and Miss USA is right next to her and she's kind of like patting her on the back and stuff. Miss USA is is an attractive lady, okay? My problem is that this is supposed to be like Miss Universe. You can't find a hotter chick for Miss USA than the one they have now. I mean, she's pretty, but she's not knock. She's not a knockout, right? And I and I, I never watch any of this stuff. Neither do I. Neither did I. I mean, but I, I'm I'm watching the video. And Miss USA, I didn't even she, watch the video. she's not she's not a knockout, dude. And here's the problem I have with 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 beauty pageants is that you ever notice like the ugly ones are the ones that always like move up farther. And there's like one hot one because like, I know you watch it when you're like eight or ten, right? And no, maybe like, maybe I, you I, didn't I've never watch well, the beauty pageants. I, did, I, was life, I was surrounded by women, and there's always like this really like hot thick one, right? And that she wasn't she wasn't like a bag of bones, and she had like a nice body. And I'm like eight or ten years old. I'm like, man, man, that that chick's hot. But she would she wouldn't get past like the first round, and so I'm going like you can't pick anybody better. How, what type of world do we live in? What type of universe do we live in where the uglier girls get up higher because they can answer a question better, or because they walk better, or because they have like a a, a better like talent? Like one plays a clarinet, the other one plays a trombone. So the the one that plays a trombone, you know, one one shoots archery, is, is, is hey, you man, know, shoots, like, shoots a bow like, and arrow. It's like baseball. You you don't just want somebody who can hit home runs. You want you want People have varied skill set. Listen, I, I want I want to, every time every time a girl walks by, you know, every time that they show a girl from a different country, I want to be knocked out every single time. And, and, and there's some I'm looking I'm like, dude, I mean, I saw that girl with that with that geek on the street over there. I mean, it's like it's just all I'm saying is that Miss USA is attractive, but we we always get killed because we always the one that usually wins to go to the Miss Universe is, is not the hottest one. I mean, we we can, we can go to the one that the the pre qualified beauty pageant for the for the miss universe contest and i bet you we'd pick like 15 more that we would pick over this one even though she's an attractive lady i'm just saying it's like hey you know there's a problem in the world when a bunch of ugly uh, ugly ladies are competing for miss universe we're lucky enough that miss columbia and miss philippines were somewhat attractive but for the most part it's always some dog and you're just like how is this girl getting this this far up? So that's the problem I have with Miss. I have a problem with Miss Universe in general. It's like nobody watches. Yeah, like like I, I mean, the, the whole thing is. That I didn't know you cared this much about beauty pageants. Like, just, I've never in my life. I, I've been I've been turned off to them, right? I mean, back hey, back in the eighties and stuff when when I was when I was a when I was a 
a kid and stuff and and they had like they had like the bikini contest and stuff and it, and it wasn't like you didn't feel guilty for watching the bikini contest man i was i was all about that dude i was like eight eight nine years old watching stuff going like man that girl's hot that girl's hot that girl's hot and then over over the course of time none of them none of them went the heel would win right the ugly heel would win and so i just i just got it got away from it and then I, i'm just it took me back it took me back to my past where i used to watch a watch beauty pageants sporifically and uh I don't know if I said sporifically the right way. <laughs> you mean sporadically? No, no, sporifically. I, I we have to look at sporifically. Uh, I, I watched it with with regularity, oh, and oh, okay. uh, I, I've been let down. And, and it just it all came back. I saw Miss USA. I was like, come on, we as a country can do better than this. I mean, you, you can't have you can't have Donald Trump go. When I'm elected president, I'm going to pick the hottest chick to represent Miss Universe. I mean, it's like that. That's if that's more what we need, right? Donald Trump needs to come out. I, I bet you Donald Trump in two days you're, you're is going to come, gonna come really, out. Really, really dark place. The dark side is flowing through you, my friend. It's not a dark place. I just call it. You said I speak the hard truth, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. these things these things need to be pontificated. You know, we we have to put it out in the open. And everybody's talking about Steve Harvey's gaffe. I'm saying like, why are there a bunch of ugly ladies competing for Miss Universe? Because if if there if we have aliens and stuff, and this lady has to represent us in our universe, we're we're in trouble. <laughs> Let's just be real. That it takes a certain like a certain person to do pageants in general. So. You know, it's it's not like they're just going around being like, who's the, you know, who who is the most beautiful, attractive person? Like they're like, no, I mean, they're you know, the, the pageant is is no different than any other sport where you have to kind of go through their different levels of competition and and exceed or, or not exceed. And there might be somebody, there might be somebody over here who is you know far what? more attractive, but like, yo, I didn't, I, I don't want to do pageant. That's not something I want to do. I'm going to do this over here. So. One thing they just call it Miss Miss Well Rounded. How about that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not everybody. It's like saying that like somebody could be a really good baseball player, for instance, but they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna go be a doctor instead," or "I'm gonna I'm gonna play football because you know I'm better at football than I'm at baseball." So I'm just saying, they're, they're, women have other interests that they may not just devote themselves to wanting to win the, the Miss Universe pageant. That's all well, I'm saying. You're, you're the one that's taken into a dark place by saying like women are supposed to be in pageants. I'm just saying that the women that the women that are in pageants and the judges that judge them, the judges are out of whack because they're picking all the ugly ones. That's all. I'm just like, saying. I'm lady, saying, lady, you're ugly, right? I mean, like, get get the ones that are hot. I'm saying there's a whole percentage of people who do not want to be in pageants. That's that's my point. Yeah, but the ones that are in pageants, the the one, the, me and you should be judges, right? I mean, you, you no, don't. No, I don't want to be a judge. You don't, think, you don't think ratings would go up if me and you were me and you were judges? No, I mean, we should be we should be on could. Dancing with the Stars. I, I mean, it, it'd be crazy. I'm like, you know what? Uh, you, you missed that pirouette right there, but you're hot. You're going through the next round, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, I, I would. So, and that, that's the difference between me. And you. I, I want to tell you my my sort of my story bounces off the Steve Harvey thing, which is why I, I laid out the show this way. Like, I basically had like the fantasy football equivalent this week of the Steve Harvey thing, where I was uh, like, I, I thought that it was done, man. Like, I'm in the semifinals um, in, in one of my leagues I'm in, and I was losing by uh, like a tenth of a point, right? And I was like, dude, crown him. Like, done, you know. Like, march that guy onto the finals. And then uh, Matthew Stafford in the Monday night game took, like, it, it was more than a knee. Like, he kind of, like, backed up a little bit. So, it was, it wasn't just taking a knee. He, was, he, was, he ran backwards <laughs> a little bit. He lost yardage. Yeah. Well, he lost, he lost enough yardage, basically, that that, that put me ahead. So, the, the guy who I was playing, obviously, Stafford was the quarterback. And so, I won by three-tenths of a point. After being down from, you know, after being down one tenth of a point, so he lost four tenths of a point by, basically, I think, I think over two plays he lost four yards. 
So it, uh, to me, though, I'm like, dude, like I almost feel bad having to uh, having won that way. And and you, I mean, I know you're a big fantasy sports guy. Um, but I, I, I no longer play fantasy football though because it was too easy for me. I won every year, so I stopped playing. But it's I I just I don't know, man. I mean, I almost felt like it was that. It was like like the dude was probably out there celebrating his win. And the way the whole matchup went, like by the time the Monday night game started, he like I had a nice lead going in, and he uh, he he right away like roared back with Stafford, and I'm like, oh, we're done. Like he's gonna win this easily, and I just stopped paying attention because you know there was no point. And then uh, I got a touchdown from Ben Watson, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then all this stuff happened at the end, and I just I, I guess um, I, I I feel bad. I feel bad for him the way some people probably feel bad for Miss Columbia, man. But well, at the same time, well, like. There's there's three it. things there's three things that's wrong with this. Number one is that we're we're talking about your fantasy football matchup, and we're starting to talk about old war stories with fantasy football. Number two is I'm that I'm an old war story. I'm talking about what happened yesterday. What well, happened I'm just yesterday. Saying, I'm just saying is that you, you you play in a league. First of all, you play in a league where where the guy uh, that has Matthew Stafford as as his quarterback. It means that he he probably is not that good of a of a fantasy player because he he looks like he just like plays the hot hand all the time and he, he got lucky. Like the last couple, you know, weeks because he's playing the hot hand here and there, uh, which is which is never the mark of a good fantasy player. Yeah, he was like but what's, three, man. what's was, even I was worse? The underdog. What's, what's that? He was he was like the number one team in the league. I was the underdog. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, if you have Matthew Stafford and, and you're you're okay with having Matthew Stafford as your as probably like your number two or number three top point getter, there's a problem with that. And and here's here's even what's even more scary is that you guys play off a percentage of a point. You guys actually yeah, have like weird. I don't. I mean, it's not a it's nothing that I ever have ever done before, so it's kind of weird to well, me. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just no, no, no. Like, I'm, I, but I'm agreeing with you. Like I before this league, I'd never done that. I think it's weird. If, if I'm elected president, we will, we, <laughs> wouldn't, we wouldn't have percentage points. I mean, that that's just that's like a little bit too inside, right? I think the worst thing that ever happened to me was that I I, I beat a guy by like two points, and I and I started talking all this trash to him because he was he was talking all this trash to me. He's like, oh no, hey, wait a minute, uh. Uh, one of the catch, uh, a catch that you got, uh, got changed today. So you actually lost by two points, <laughs> and and so I, I think that's kind of what the guy, what the guy is, uh, what the guy is feeling right now. But, um, but I, but so what I want to ask you because you're you're like my spiritual guide in a number of ways, I'm except your, for when we were talking I'm about Ty- I'm your Tyrone Wheatley of, of, of <laughs> right, the guy that you gave me that made me win the whole whole title. Yeah, except for when we talk about beauty pageants, you're 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 one of my spiritual guides. So, should, like, I, my question is like, should I feel bad? Like or should I just be like, ha ha, fool? Like, I don't know. Are, are, are you asking me this? Yeah, I mean, like, you, sure. and you, you don't you don't know the answer? Well, I mean, I I kind of feel bad. I, I I'd give him a call. I, what I do is I would uh I would do a conference call of of all your of all your league managers and stuff and just no. and and what I would do what I would do is I would like you know, um, I think uh you know this league you know with the percentage points. Um, it really kind of hurts sometimes. I mean, like I, I want to win on my own, my own two feet. The guy shouldn't have to win because I shouldn't have to win because the guy kneeled and he lost some yards here and there. Uh, but at the same time, I just knocked all you out and I'm going to win this. Year. And that's what I, and I'm out. I, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. You, you dropped the phone, you know, <laughs> they're like, Mike, the finals are next week. Well, never mind. Yeah. Sorry. You, you just go, you just go, what? You just go, what? <laughs> and then you, and then you hang up or you can go, you know it. And then you, and then you just hang up, dude. So yeah, that's what you should do. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that into advisement. Hopefully next week it's it's. Uh, hopefully I just win. Just uh, kick, no, kick no, butt. Nobody, nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares. Hey, man. I, I don't want to hear about your about people. Your people cared because it was what, so what's, close. What's your team name? Like, so like, like Ozfest or or 
Ozfest 2015. No. Okay, so my team name, I, I, had the uh, same, here we I, go. I carried over the same name from last year. It's me, myself, and Oz, and I got the De La Soul logo. And Because uh, I, I drafted Trey Mason last year. So I was like, oh, yeah. me, myself, and yeah. Oz, that's good. No, nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares. People care. <laughs> so are, are we going to do, is, is the important questions, is that just that, That's basically that? what we just did. I mean, we, okay. we basically just did important questions. So so we, we, did it, we did it so well that people didn't even know we did it. Right? Yeah, we didn't even do any transitions. We just talked. We just talked Amen. for I'm, I'm I'm available for for twenty bucks an hour, Dean. You know, <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20 bucks a podcast. That's that's what I'm doing, and I'll I'll be doing so many podcasts a week. They're like, man, this guy's good, or they're going to say, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> it'll probably be more. It'll probably probably be more the latter with, with your comments. Right Where now. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know why. I don't know why you got let this guy on. Is this guy a true journalist? Well, yeah, I, I am, bro. I was a long time ago. I'm not anymore, but that's the way it is. Tell tell the people where to find your your other podcast if they. Uh, uh well, I guess uh, if, if they want to, um, I'm on a uh, I'm on mudascale.podbean.com, and uh, uh, hey man, we we roll about you know 15 listeners deep every week, dude. So I mean, if if, if you wanna if you wanna come come on something that that's hot on the streets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely swing on over here. You know, cruise me by like you know, I'll get 17 listeners instead of my usual 15. It's just to, uh, me, me and this uh, me and my me and my other uh, best friend um, talk about wrestling and stuff, and we are gonna have our end of the year awards as well. Um, kind of what we did a little bit today over on this side, on the baseball side. But um, I think I think King Harley Race should win all the awards. No, I I, I can't stand Harley Race, but um, I think uh, I think the Berserker should win all the awards. Huff huff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. See, I I could even respond to that, you know. But uh, uh, big. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Ric Flair fan, as you can tell. And if you like guys that you know. Just, just imagine poor little Bad News Ramen uh, watching uh, wrestling when he was like eight or nine years old and watching Southern wrestling and stuff. And that's the type of podcast it's going to be. All right, man. Well, uh, we will we will be back next week. I don't know if Chris is going to be here or not. He, we might just we might just ship him off. I don't know. That's we, not nice, Dean. I'm just kidding, Chris. I love you. I miss you. Happy Happy Christmas and whatnot. And I, I got um, your sugar cookies too. Yeah. Sugar cookie, mom. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Stew Pod. See you next week.